How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. Custard TV podcast time with Luke, editor and runner, Matt in the north. Oh, I'm here, yes, sorry. I, that's me. <clears throat> Gary, who's going to make a better first impression now than Matt did. Hello, gentle people. I didn't notice when the three of us are together. It's, it's like when Bross bit up, you know, but I don't know which two of us, n- neither one of us are related, so we can't be the gosses. Well, and there was, only two, there was only two, wasn't there, in Bross? No, no, there was yeah. Craig, the bass player in the original Cra- lineup. Nobody remembers Craig. Can you Clearly not- just it- demonstrated by Matt not remembering yeah. him. So, but Gary, yeah, because I'm younger than you and, and Luke's weird. The thing is about <laughs> about bass players, they seem to be immediately forgotten. Who Who is the bass player in Queen, for example? John Taylor. No. Roger Taylor. No, no Roger Taylor and John something other. John Deacon was the John bass Deacon. player. John Deacon. They got John. Come on, it's Gary. For yeah. God's it sake. is John. Gary. Yeah, yeah, well done. Okay, this... I'll try and name the bass player. Come on, let's keep going on this. I must admit, my bass player knowledge stops at John Deacon. So. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, one of one of the Beatles would have been the bass player. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know what bands you know, but you got this... Bros. So yeah, what, so, a- yeah. ABC. Oh no, no idea. Duran Duran. <laughs> Are we gonna do this all night? I mean, you can, but no, I don't know Duran Duran. <laughs> I'll find Beyond... it out. If this is your first listen, we don't normally start like this. <laughs> Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. The telly-obsessed trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This is the Custard TV Podcast. A couple of bits of TV news for you to be getting on with and to impress your mates with down the pub, perhaps. Uh, ITV, you may have heard, is going to resurrect Millionaire to uh, celebrate 20 years of the... Is it 20 years or 25 years? Yes. 20 years, I believe. It started in 93. No. 25. Yeah, 20 years. Uh, of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And you know what we all associate with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, aside from the coughing person and the music? Uh, we also associate it with Chris Tarrant. Well... He's not going to be there. Jeremy Clarkson, a similarly polarising figure, is going to be hosting all seven episodes of The Return, which are going to air over one week on ITV later this year. What? I mean, 
I don't get why they're doing this in the first place. I get yes. no, I get why they're doing it to celebrate the thing. I get that. I understand. Yeah, do it, do it properly if you're going to do it. Yeah, though. yeah. I don't get why Clarkson's there, but I get why they're doing the the concept of it. I get. I I understand Clarkson. I'd just like to know why 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 Luke thinks that Chris Tarrant is a polarizing figure. Yeah, I was going to ask that. I think because he's had. His run-ins with the law and things, just like Clarkson and... Oh, okay. Contra- controversial. Controversial. Allegedly, I think, as well. We ought to throw that. I don't think there's anyone who's got sort of strong feelings of hate towards Chris Tarrant. I said on Twitter that I think Jonathan Ross should be doing this if Chris Tarrant... I, I, th- I think you're right, Luke. I think the reason they're not having him back is, is there's a recent drink-driving scandal, wasn't there, a mm. few months ago. And I think that, yeah, I mean, they've got several presenters on their roster that they can turn to such as Lisa Bolhern is a safe pair of hands <laughs> or Blumen, ben, ben, Shep- ben Shepherd, Paddy I, McGuinness I, I think the only problem that well, aren't we lucky it's not Piers Bloody Morgan mm. uh, fair enough celebrating it I kind of get that and especially as head of ITV Kevin Ligo seems to be all about the, the good the old base. days of ITV let's say um, but I just yeah. don't understand Bringing a new host is almost like a reboot, but it's only going to be on for seven nights. And I just think, mm. I, I suppose do what doing, do... but that that will be for them to judge. Then you know if there's any, you know, because don't forget, who wants to be in there took off really quickly. It got very popular very quickly, mm. and they made a lot of them in a very short space of time. And then it fizzled out almost as quickly. Even after, as soon as they started doing the celebrity ones, the interest in it kind of fizzled out. So they just want to see whether there's any any mileage in a reboot, I suppose, and this is the best way to do it. Endeavour uh, is getting a sixth series uh, next year. I've been invited down. I'm very excited. I'm oh. there with bells on. Um, so that will be coming uh, back for another six episodes in 2019. And with that, back in his rightful place, please go west, Gary. <laughs> Uh, just the one review this week, Smilf. Now, this is a Showtime drama yeah. comedy. I don't know whether you call it well, drama It was comedy. nominated in the comedy category at the Golden Globes. Frankie <laughs> Shaw, the creator and star, was nominated for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy Series. I have to hand over the reins of describing this show because I really did struggle with this one. So I'm going to ask, ask Matt or Luke whether they could talk us through the first you know, two or shall one. I, shall I go? So it stars, as I said, Frankie Shaw. This is sort of a semi-autobiographical piece. Um, she plays Bridget, this sort of struggling actress. She works as a tutor as well. She's got a... How old would you say the son is, Larry? Two. About two, yeah. The first episode basically introduces you to her world. She's trying to hang on to her relationship with uh, Larry's father, Rafi, but he's moved on with a, um <clears throat> Australian sportscaster called Nelson. So she works as a tutor for Connie Britton's character, Ali, who's a, a wealthy woman. The first episode is based around whether... Uh, I want Gary to describe this now. because I know. Yeah. We're missing out on gold here. Her, um, her vital organs still work in the way they did before she um, pushed Larry out of it. How's that? Um, yeah, yeah, that's, not that's as fun as Gary would have said And it, she re- reconnects with a sort of former... Lover who who um, is quite perturbed by the fact that her son is in the same bed as as they are. It's sort of observational, as I said. It's semi autobiographical, so it has got that hint of authenticity to it. 
Now, Luke, you, when we were discussing this last week, I think, in when we were doing it, Pick of the Week, uh, you, yeah. you said the first episode was quite crude, and I, I would disagree with the word crude. I would say it was more... Um, explicit. Explicit, yes, because crude okay. would suggest that it was offensive, and I didn't find it offensive. Oh, no, 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 risque, I suppose, yeah. not offensive. Yeah, that's a better yeah. word. And I didn't think there was an overuse of, like, bad language or anything no. like that, which I would no. say... That was crude. Well, Gary, do you want to just add why you didn't watch any further? I think we know. Well, but... Really, there were like three scenes that kind of put me straight off. One was the opening scene and song where she's playing the basketball and the song is yeah. some sort of rap song that's talking about, you know, you'll love it when, you know, you feel my whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, then straight into the next scene where she's in the bath naked with her son. And I've not got a problem, you know, but again, it was like, why do you need to show that? There was nothing that I could see that showed you why you needed that. And then the very next scene after that pretty much is her pleasuring herself and imagining men doing it, being the pleasurers, uh, with her son in the bed next to her. Mm. And I just thought, I, I've got nothing I can relate to here, so I'm not going to bother. So you- are you saying this isn't what you do on a Friday? Is that what you're saying? I'm pretty much guaranteeing you this is not what I do on a Friday. <laughs> well, there is a scene late, but later on in the episode. She does go to the local store and buys loads of snacks and eats them straight away. That's more, Gary. That is what you do on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I think Frankie Shaw is really engaging when she's on screen. I think the relationship <laughs> with her son is really believable and uh, you can tell it's autobiographical because it feels very authentic. I think sometimes the overtly risque stuff distracts from the show mm. it, it could be or wants to be and sometimes I think there's there's um there's a tendency this is showtime there's a tendency with cable dramas to do things not because they are going to progress yeah. the story but because they can be done. I would say that this then then this feels to me like like girls, which I tried yeah. once and got nowhere with. I prefer and, and equally, this to orange girls. Is the, orange is the new black. Where again, the opening scenes were so graphic that I was put off. I mean, I don't think it's needlessly graphic. I know what you're saying, but I think you know mothers and children do take yes. baths together. Oh no no no! You no know, women not, women do do you know women do pleasure themselves. You know these sure. things happen. The, yeah. These these things that happen. I know. It's not yeah. something you can relate to. That's in this uh, Bridget's world, and sure. for me, this it, that adds yeah. to the authenticity of it. These I, are things I, agree I would imagine that women do worry about after giving birth. And, um, and because I liked her so much, mm-hmm. I was willing to go on the journey with her. And also, and were you just going to say how much you liked Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> she was surprisingly good. I didn't want to like Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> She played her mum. You probably didn't oh, right. get to that point. Yeah, I didn't get Don't to worry, that. she doesn't get naked in it. But my favourite was actually Connie Britton, mm. who is, is really sort of... Because I loved her in a thing I finished last year called Friday Night Lights. She was just yeah. tremendous in that. She was very it, good in... She's very good in Nashville as well. She kept me watching Nashville for a whole series and a half. And, and I, I, I like, as it goes on, I mean, the third episode, you do get to know... Nelson a little bit more as well the mm. the new girlfriend and her um sort of trying to be a woman in a man's world and the third episode is more to do with that the second episode you sort of see more of Bridget with the kids that she tutors Connie Britton's kids and I love yeah. that scene she's like she's going rushing off to this yoga class and comes back 
like I didn't go to yoga and she's got a car full of McDonald's. McDonald's. Again, Gary, something you do on a Friday night. Yeah. If you're new to the podcast or you're old to the podcast and you'd like Gary saying, I tried girls, couldn't get on with it as your ringtone. <laughs> then, uh... As well, I would equate it slightly to the humour, which is the very PG humour of something like Gilmore Girls, but it's sort of that sort of, you know, female-centric stuff. And this does share a producer with Gilmore Girls as well, yeah. Helen yeah. Pike. I, I, I think, as we have discovered, I like my humour more obvious. Yes, we know this. Oh, I, we, we know this, yeah. I've dropped young Sheldon because it's not funny. And it's not trying to be as well. It's it's trying to be a drama. We've talked about this before. Are you just not picking up on the nuance of the comedy? No, I, I just don't think it's trying to be a comedy. I think it's actually trying to be a, 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 a sort of Is it family trying to be drama. like The Wonder Years, which was a yeah. comedy? So again, it's not obvious humour, so I'm out. Just because there's not obvious humour doesn't mean it's not a comedy. No, but therefore it's not a comedy I'm going to get on with, so I'm it's out. It's still a comedy, it's just yeah, not Yeah, a... yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm still saying it's a comedy. I'm, I just think... I think it's trying to disguise its comedy behind the scenes. I don't think it's going for laughs. I think it's going for him as a character is what you're supposed to find funny. But Smil, I will carry on with. I'm going to be carrying on with it. It is one that I'm going to stick with as well because I just find her a a unique voice. And it's nice to have something that's half an hour that you can just, well, just a tiny bit less than half an hour that you can just stick on when you have that time. You haven't got a massive commitment to it. So, yeah, Wednesday's 10 o'clock, Sky Atlantic, and in the US on Showtime. I just realised Gary has a driving licence anecdote, which we ruined. And driving lesson about. or driving licence? A driving lesson. Well, I've got. I've also got a driving license. You have to have a provisional one of those to get in a car. Have you got an anecdote about it? Well, I haven't really got an anecdote. Just to say, it's going really well. I had my second lesson. What are you learning in? What sort of car are you in? It's a mini, but not like an old-fashioned mini. It's one of those kind of bubble minis. My knees are a little bit up by my ears, but you know, it's going all right. And yesterday, like the second lesson, the the, the the instructor didn't talk for a whole five minutes and just let me drive. And I was doing it, and it was and panic. I was, no, no, no. I said to her, I said, so what happened was I did that and I laughed and I went, and she went, what? I said, you haven't said anything. And she went, yeah, because you're driving. I went, I know. You know, it's just no. that kind of moment where I got it. We found a quiet area, not far from where I live, where I, where we went round in a block. And there was a moment where I had an argument with a bus. Yeah. So it's but a single carriage road, single carriage road. And the bus driver didn't let me go through. So I had to reverse to let him through. Can you see yourself? you know driving to work and that no because work is too near and it's not cost effective but and i could see and me it's london and it's london yeah and, and oh, you know God, I, yeah. I, I i can walk to work you know or take the bus i could see look me how quickly he forgot to walk to work he was like i can walk to work or take the bus weather depending weather dependent yeah thank you very much matt for the voice of reason as normal um <laughs> Uh, but I could see me being more independent with a car, but it's mostly going to be to help my parents out, you know, taking them out of weekends, driving them places, playing a and role. You can in drive to visit Luke as well. You can, yeah, we can all meet up now. Yeah, more, exactly. More I could, you know, it gives us that. It gives us that ability, you know. Also, we could resurrect the nineties. You remember when Maureen passed her test? She released a single. I reckon you should do that when you pass yours. Release uh, a single, and we'll play it on the podcast. I like driving in my car. Exactly, or car. Well, or, that. We need, yeah. Yeah, or, who's going to drive gonna you home? Who's going to drive you home? Yeah. Tonight. Gary. Gary can drive you home. Gary can drive you home. 
as long well, as you're the, in the, the Catford the, area. The, the, the other problem that I've got is I have a lot of friends who will be collecting on lifts. You know, there's a lot of people who have given me lifts over the years that are like, "Ah, oh, you're learning to drive. Fantastic. Let's go out and you can drive. Just <laughs> gonna try. Drive you home. <laughs> <laughs> Gary. <laughs> With the reviews, of which there aren't many, it's Matt. Endeavour, we talked about earlier, is getting a sixth series, but the fifth series ended this week. The the sort of the general thing was that their Cowley Police Station was sort of under threat. The Oxfordshire Police had become the Thames Valley Police. Um, and uh, in this episode, we learned that the, the station was no more. Everyone was sort of being sent to other stations, so we're not sure the the fate of Thursday and Mawson and so-and-so, you know, will they still be together? Will they still be a partnership? Uh, the other sort of story throughout has been the turf war between um, Eddie Nero and Cromwell Ames, the sort of West Indian character who wants in on Nero's turf. Their story sort of came to a conclusion in a shootout where it also claimed the life of um, George Fancy, the young yeah. officer who had been sort of taken under Morse's wing. Morse had, had sort of basically pawned scorn on him throughout the series. He'd also started a romance with uh, True Love, the Dakota Blue Richards character who in this episode was pretending to be Morse's wife as uh, he was pretending to be a teacher investigating the disappearance of another teacher, Mr Ivory, at this sort of very exclusive boys' school in Oxford where all the sixth-form students were almost like something from a clockwork orange, I would yeah, say. Yeah, or children of the corn or yeah. like Everything they did, oh yes, sir, and they all spoke. That's you, what it reminds spoke it, at once. It reminds me of a Clockwork Orange because they're a bit like that, yes. aren't they? Like rebellious yeah. without yeah. Sort of physically acting on it, and there was almost like a crossover between the two plots. And um, the 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 reveal here was quite interesting. The the perpetrator, the murderer, wasn't someone who was an obvious suspect, in my opinion. Um, I, I didn't feel that this was the strongest. No, I agree. The single plot line that they've no. had, the single plot line, you know, the, 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 the who done it. I feel like what they did with this episode was that they had a real strong, as you said, you know, you had, a, you had the, the sort of reveal of why. Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion a lot of things that have been going on this series but and the also, actual, the sorry, actual the other, done it in this episode was a bit convoluted yeah. the other story is that thursday has been considering retiring throughout this series had lent some money to his brother phil daniels in the previous yeah. episode and phil daniels has now sort of lost the money as having to go on the run and means basically Thursday has to work until he dies now. And and his wife, Wynne, leaves him because of this, you know, him not confiding in her, not asking her if he could give Charlie, I think the brother's name is the mother. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I, I would agree that, that this series specifically, there are times when, and I thought that about the first one, and ironically it was the first one and the last one that I, I kind of felt like I didn't really get gripped by the story, but then some others have been really good, and I think I think by giving them six episodes, what you've allowed them to do is 
is explore more of the character work between the key characters. Hmm. Um, you know, there's been a lot more about, you know, Morsi's grumpiness and his on-off relationships. And It has been about his sexuality and how he feels about yeah. women. And that's and been I a thread, like, he had was, a yeah, French girlfriend. I think if it was just four, they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, you had the, um, the his relationship with, with Thursday's niece. who he Yeah, the French initially, girlfriend as well, yeah. And, and the, the French girl girlfriend... Holly in the first episode where they had like the uh, the cool girls and things like that and yeah. then, even in this episode with him pretending to be married to true love my only problem <laughs> is the end the end of the end of the episode was kind of like a, 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 a you know we're gonna stick together the four detectives you know at the end are all gonna stick together yeah. to solve the, the the crime of who killed uh fancy, fancy. that's then gonna be i yeah. think believe the plot that's gonna go into the next series I, I am disappointed we're losing True Love, as far as I know, mm-hmm. uh, because she's going off to work at Scotland Yard. Uh, but of course, because we don't know what the postings are for the four of them, horse could be posted to Scotland Yard. That could be um, a spin-off, True and Love. It, exactly, and I know a lot of people that would like that. A lot of people felt her character was underused this year. Yeah, scene. I would agree. I would so, agree. Yeah, because she almost I, just became romance fodder for, for fancy, in a way. Yeah. Someone for fancy to fancy, you might say. It was almost a bit of a flat ending. Endeavour, all available on the ITV hub. The other Sunday night biggie that ended um, this week was Call the Midwife, or as Gary dubbed it on Facebook, Kill the Midwife. Yeah. After um, Charlotte yeah, Ritchie's Barbara haven't died last week. I haven't been on the podcast since no. that. I episode. mean, we discussed it last week on the Extra Helpings on Patreon, and I, I gave my views there, but... Gary's, Gary's got the floor to talk about Charlotte Ritchie and her death in Call the Midwife. I'm shocked. I'm disappointed. It got me. I have to admit, I didn't see it coming. I thought she was going to pull it through. I really didn't think that after losing Helen George the way they've done this year, I, I was totally unready you know, for that kind of shock and surprise. And that's probably why television is so great at times, because you know, we, we talk about... Um, uh, things like that. What you know, Line of Duty did that to us a couple of times. You know, killed off people that we thought, you know, including one person that came over from Call the Midwife. Ironically, you know, we all thought we're going to be you know involved in that series and then weren't. Um, but I think it did lead to a very good dramatic ending. I loved the fact that they that you got the announcement about President Kennedy, and I said this before mm. about Endeavor how they weave in these, and I know they did it before with the Cuban Missile Crisis, how they weave in these real-life events is very, very clever. Someone writing that show is very clever and very on the ball well, about Heidi where we Thomas are. is the right, creator writer, but they do have sort yeah. of writer. I retweeted the woman um, who who wrote the the, the death episode. Um, right. She, uh, she was given an opportunity by Heidi Thomas, who apparently is very sort of giving and and mm. really good to work for. And I think just generally, and I said this last week, it is one of the best dramas on TV. And the two characters trying to cope with Barbara's death were Tom, obviously her husband, who learnt, learnt through Reggie, the, the sort of... Yeah, the that nephew, was very good. Um, of of uh, Fred, the sort of Down Syndrome nephew, and him, they sort of bonded. And Linda Bassett's Phyllis had problems with her back and was dealing with this like gobby teenage mum 
and that got me when at the end, you know, they they bonded, and then she said I she knew that was the, coming, but I but the baby I, Barbara going to be a midwife, but I did the like baby that. Barbara. That, yeah, that. again, when she called the baby Barbara again, I was like, say oh, that five times. I've got something in my eye. Yeah, okay. that was that was really, and and it was Sister Monica Jones' birthday, and they put together this real slideshow, and even the sort the sub story about this woman finding out that her dad had been in a secretly gay relationship with the guy she knew as Uncle Donald. Uh, so a friend of mine I was watching this episode with said, I can't believe they're doing a you know a, a gay relationship. I said, well, you don't remember that up till last year you had two lesbians in the show. Mm. Yeah, you they know, had like... They're not areas characters. that, that these, this show shies away from in that sense. Okay. They, they tackle these issues, but they tackle them in the way they would have been dealt with in the 60s. But these guys would never way. have come out in that society. No. Um, but they still would have been carrying on their relationship in secret. But really uh, good way to end, like uplifting. Yeah, I love the little bit where Tom put the carousel on. Yeah, Barbara's that grave. was good. Um, yeah. Everyone got their little bit. Even like Jenny Agatha, you know, you saw she was struggling as Sister Julianne trying to hold everything together. One uh, thing I would like in the next series, because we are getting at least two more series. Yeah. Before, is more for Sister Winifred to do because I always find she's a character who's sort of well, just she there. had the driving lessons. She had the driving lessons, but even that was a, she never has like a big sort of meaty plot really to get no. into. So I agree with that, and and I think I'd like to see some characters stick around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for at least the whole series. Well, I think that's why they've tried to build up Valerie and yeah, um, what's her name? I um, want to say Celeste, but it's not Celeste. Car- well, I think, I think you're right, but I'm not sure. But the character, okay, yeah. Celeste. I, I do feel that you need to keep them around. And, and hmm. you know... Well, they'll gonna... be bringing back Helen George next series. Well, that's true, yeah. She'll, she'll the baby now. But that's called The Midwife. That I think you've got the last sort of back end of the series still on iPlayer. Big recommendations from me and Gary. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we'll welcome back Luke. We can't have a TV podcast without discussing my favourite thing on the TV at the moment. That being... BBC Two's gentle sitcom Mum, which has only got two episodes left now. Episode four was uh, the one about Jason and Kelly. They're off on their holidays that they teased in the previous episode. But the crux of this and the reason why it's discussion worthy is alongside all the daft elements we've come to love and expect from Mum, we finally had um, Michael's mum die. She's been a constant presence on screen without being on screen if that makes sense mm. she's always been there he's talks about he's, character as always with mum it's played very understatedly peter mullen is just superb he's got a real gentleness to him and mm. he tells kathy and she's obviously taken aback and they try and conceal their upset from jason and kelly and uh Derek and Pauline, who obviously pop in throughout the episode. Peter Mullen's character, Michael, just decides that because Kathy was the last thing that he spoke to his mum about, they kind of spoke about how they feel about mm. Kathy. And he says, look, life's too short. Let's not waste any time. People spend their lives not saying the things they wish to say and not doing the things they want to do. Kathy sort of acknowledges his feelings, but says, don't say this now, feeling that he's full of grief and it might not be the right thing and he may regret it later. And there's a great moment of of silence. And then she says, what if I just miss Dave? And Mm. that 
Who is her husband? Oh, God. It's the person who died in the first episode, left Kathy a widow. It is so heartbreaking. It it did... I've got to be honest, it did make me cry this week. Oh, and that takes a lot for Luke. It doesn't really, because when I get attached to something, specifically on the TV, I mean, I was absolutely gone. And And the... there was comedic moments beforehand, you know, because they'd commented about how they frequented a lot of garden centres and are we just going to go around and you're not going to buy any chairs? And it was so sweet and so understated and not played for dramatic effect with no silly, you know, sombre music yeah. behind it. Just the dialogue, just those two actors, just a simple performance. Because she been... knows it's coming as well, doesn't yeah, she? And she's, she's sort of dreading of... him saying it because... Mm. Once he says it, they have to forget doing this dance that they do where they both know it but never acknowledge it. And once it's out there, there's no going back. And she doesn't want him to ruin, I think, what they've already got and the friendship they've built up over the years, even when Dave was alive. That scene between them could have been plucked out of any drama, but it means so much more to me because it's in a comedy, because... I don't know, it really affected me. And you'd prepared me. You'd said there's a real sucker punch moment in this fourth episode. You know, I wasn't going in blind. I knew it. It didn't make it any less sucker punchy. I just found it... (laughs) I found it completely moving and it's probably made mum go up in my estimation even more when they were incredibly high as it was. Yeah, no, it was a great episode. And as you say, it's sort of balance of light and shade in there. There's a great moment, I think, of of light and shade again with Derek trying to improve himself. Mm. So, in, in Was this the one where they've been to see the lawyer? They've been to see, no, they've been to see a play. And yeah. So, and so they're talking about that and he's saying, I'm calling everybody little cherub to try and ingratiate myself. I'm standing different. I'm dressing yeah. different. That's Make the him theme look better of this. in Pauline's yeah. eyes. The thing is, though, I thought about putting in the clip mm. of, or, or the a long clip of that moment that we were talking about, but the dialogue on its own doesn't really do the the scene no. a great deal of justice. The pauses, it. it's yeah. the it's the facial expressions, it's the sort of the innerness the inner of it, ter- the inner, inner turmoil. turmoil. Yeah. I love it so much. I already did love it, but that was just something special. And if anything ever happens like that in a show before, again, rather, I will say it reminded me of that episode of Mum. Or do you remember another show that did it so brilliantly was Mum? I just think mm. it's up there for me with the... And I've written an article about this. I know. You I can know. Go I, online it. I read it. it. I read it, Luke. I've read it. Well, I'm talking to the wider pub- oh, okay. podcast world, I suppose. It's up there with me for me, with uh, Barbara combing um, Nana's hair in the royal family, which yeah. still still gets me. Really, really sweet. So, yeah, Mum, Tuesday nights, there's only two more. But there is yeah. a third series. But there is a third finished. series, and I don't believe that there will be the lengthy gap that there was uh, this time. That moment, I, I just forgot everything around me and was just completely immersed. Brilliant. Mum, Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock. BBC Two. Okay, so pick of the week time. This is where we point your Good luck, everyone. Yeah, I'm thinking of us all uh, here. We point your face at something worthy of your time, either something new or something we think is worth continuing with, which is why I have to, by law, 
Go With Mum, which continues Tuesday, 10 o'clock on BBC Two. And I will get people to try and watch Save Me, as I think it is a very good, compelling drama. Don't listen to that one over there. Give it a go, guys. Give it a go. All on Sky Go, is it? Sky Go and Sky Box. And it's Wednesday nights. I think episode three is on tonight as we record. I'm actually going to go for a new show next week. Uh, I'm going to go for Contagion, uh, the BBC4 pandemic. So this is going to be a a BBC4 show where they're going to use app technology to infect users whilst tracking their movements and social interactions over 24 hours. So it's going to be a sort of a slightly social experiment. This could be really dull, or there could actually be some little bit of excitement in it. I think I'll give it a go and see what happens. I quite like the idea of it. Okay, just the old bits of social media before we can shut down the website for the night and put it to bed. So, thecustardtv.com is the website you need to visit for all the latest reviews and stuffage to do with TV. Uh, I'm on Twitter, as the three of us all are, me being at LukeCustardTV, Gary being at the Gary show and I worried for him because he wasn't on Twitter much over the last week or so it's Matt I'm at CB Marks well I was at weddings and stuff you're always at weddings I should just know if you're not on Twitter you're at a wedding I should just know that so if you want to help us out with the various businesses and, and finances that running a site and running a podcast like this does entail then we've set up Patreon for you to help us out uh, in return special podcasts and just different things. We've that you done can get. seven extra helpings so far. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. When's the coming, Luke? Yeah, I'm. I I know it seems like that's taken a while. I'm working on it every day, just getting little bits of it done. Uh, oh. And so, Patreon.com uh, forward slash the custard TV. No real commitment. You can sign up, listen, find out whether it's something you'd like to help us out with, and then sort of say, oh no, not for this month. It's, it's as easy and as simple as that. If you're not aware of what the platform is, it just helps us with a few bits of finances and contribution, and we don't expect a lot from you, but anything you can give in the realms of Patreon would be greatly appreciated. Tar very much. Facebook.com forward slash The Custard TV, and reviews gone by on our YouTube channel, again, The Custard TV. And finally, if you would like to review us, just a few kind words buy our iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. I, I heard something very unique on another podcast. If you would like to wish any of us a happy birthday, please do so by doing it as a five-star review on iTunes. Oh, when, we don't when, want who, birthday presents, we just want five-star reviews. Well, when when is... when? Who has the first birthday? Mine's in August. Mine's in October. Me then, June. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Instead of wishing Matt a happy birthday on Twitter, do June it as part of a five-star review. Yes, thank you very much. We will be back soon. Not next week necessarily, as TV doesn't really demand it, but we will be back soon with another edition of the Custard TV podcast. Let us know also via email whether there are shows we're missing across the world that you've perhaps spotted and would like our views on the email addresses. The Some people TV. recommended things to me at this wedding that I Go went on. to. Really? What was recommended? Um, on. Someone's, well, someone I was talking to about Save Me who's also watched the entire series recommended Manhunt Unibomber, which I know, Gary, you... Oh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. And also Westworld was something that came up quite a lot. Yeah, I really want to get into that, but I use time. Nudity. Well, time. Yeah, if you want to do that and you don't want to just hang around 
at a at a wedding saying if Matt will turn up, just email Caesar. <laughs> Custom TV review. It seems to be the year for it, so yeah. you know. Never know. Invite me to your wedding. Tell me about yeah. the TV. Custard yeah. TV reviews with an S at the end at gmail. If you want Matt to come to your wedding, sign up on Patreon. Officiate your wedding with TV yeah. references. I couldn't officiate it, but I couldn't. We might have to ordain you. You can do that on the internet. I'm heard. Yeah, I'm ordain me. Yeah. If Joey can do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Take care. We'll be back soon. It's the Custard TV podcast. Bye. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.